You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for December 16th, 2022. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we can't wait to win the golf game with Trump. No purchase necessary. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's a golf game with Trump. We could win it. it. Go for it. I don't think the golf game is with Trump. I watched that tragic video. Yeah. Um, I think you win a group game on the the golf course one of his golf courses with your friends so it's like and then he's also giving away giving away it's 99 dollars to buy these nfts right so it's but like no cat- purchase necessary it's like caddy day at caddy shack one day exactly you allow the the the, the peasants the hoi boy yeah to be in the pool for 15 minutes right yeah. right okay well i uh, will Save up all my urine for that day. And <laughs> I was going to say, you'll have lots of uh, candy bars to put in the bottom many, of the pool, right? Many yeah. candy bars, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, but the fact that he takes crypto right. for that, and then there is no purchase necessary to win one of the prizes, so you can win a Zoom call with Trump Yeah, and not pay him the $99 and just announce at the beginning. I don't know. What would you say? How would you handle that if you won a Zoom call with Trump? What would you how, do? How long do I have? Uh, it, until he hang, hangs up. So. Oh, no, about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. What, I, I how would you? I, I wouldn't. I, it's it's pointless. It's like, yeah. you know, wh- why? It, you're questioning someone or asking someone who is a, who's insane and a pathological liar. And yeah. nothing. And a malignant nothing, narcissist. Yeah. 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 Nothing anyone says is going to bother him. But, but um, you know, I. For for comedy gold or for just for performance art, I would just start crying. Uh, oh well, you oh, know. Oh, Mr. Trump, you're my favorite president more than Lincoln, more than Washington. Uh, I sh- I do have I have shaved my head, so I could do that. Yeah, I gave I gave up uh, Christmas last year and this year so that you can be reinstated as president. Mm-hmm. Don't make DeSantis do this to me. <laughs> I don't want DeSantis as president no more. I want you back as the president. <laughs> I can do that for twenty minutes. Yeah, no, sure. just put on the you know the right the right picture and you're the right color and sure go for sure. it. Yeah, you know I can make up a background. Sobbing. You know, I, was, I was your sobbing uh, about why isn't he president? What what happened? I gave you my life savings. No, I just I thought you I, were going to be reinstated by Thanksgiving. Q I, told everybody that it I was, was going to be you. you I know. was your bundler in Springfield. I was your <laughs> chief fundraiser in Springfield. And you know, I I I'd do it all again, Mr. President. Yeah, how can we do man. it again now, Mr. President? Yeah, right. You know, I was at like 17 Trump rallies all throughout the Midwest. And you know, I miss those things. You coming back to more Trump rallies. I'd love when, that. When are you coming back? <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, yeah, I mean, I could do that yeah. for two minutes and then someone at the other end would get wise and hang up. Yeah, but, if they'd finally yeah. realize. Yeah. yeah. OK. OK. Yeah, I'm sure we there's got a letter from a Patreon drift class. Do you want to read it? It's about Twitter and stuff. Sure. I, I'm sure there's a uh, an NDA that you have to sign before you get. On oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure you they have to check your background and talk Secret to Service you comes to your house and boy, you, stay, you probably have to stay in character for, you know, three weeks. Actually, why don't you go ahead and read, the, read that letter, honey? Oh, from Patreon John. Yeah. By some Christmas miracle, I got allowed back on the Big Blue Bird site after three appeals. Well, that sounds similar to your experience. Yeah. I think you had 12 appeals. I, For my third appeal, I sent a link to the Guardian UK article about Elon Musk granting a general amnesty to all suspended accounts and was basically like, what about me? Uh, what? I don't think this is what actually tipped the balance. I think with all the personnel shakeup at Twitter, my appeal finally landed on the desk of a reasonable person who reviewed all the evidence, saw the gross injustice, and reversed the prior decision, and stated that I had not, in fact, violated Twitter rules, so my account was restored. Part of me was al- almost expecting some little Nazi to sneer back at me that amnesty doesn't apply to lefty scum like you, <laughs> which 
I would have handed over to the ACLU of Texas to sue under our very badly crafted Texas (laughs) state social media law forbidding Twitter from suspending people for political speech. I'm glad I can't believe Texas. I'm I do believe it. Texas passed a law governing Twitter. I believe that. Sure. Why govern anything else? Because shadow banning conservatives is all that happens ever on Twitter. Absolutely. I'm Uh glad they just reinstated me instead, though it does feel like running back into a burning building or climbing out of a lifeboat to join playing in the Titanic ship band on deck as the vessel continues to sink. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad. Twitter was, and maybe again, such a lovely tool. Um, I always stayed off of Twitter on Sundays because that was my day of rest. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my day to get away from everything. I still is. Um, but I'm also off Twitter a lot more than I was. And you and I are looking for alternatives. You went on post. Is that what you I'm did? I'm on post. This week? I'm on Mastodon. I'm, I'm everywhere. I think I'm on both of everywhere. those too, but I haven't done anything with them really. No. Well, so. And I, I've never been, um, other than clear, anything other than clear eyed, Twitter is an open sewer. Right. Twitter always has been an open sewer. It will continue to be so, but it has certain very useful features. And and if you are not part of a network of promoting people, if you are not mm-hmm. part of a podcast network, if you're not part of a broadcast network, if you're not part of a uh, website that employs dozens of writers, if you're independent and you do not have a hype system and all you have is what you write and what you say, then the, the machinery of getting it out in front of people is what's there. What's free, right. What's free. And there's, there is no, there are no people out there in the world promoting independent Midwest bloggers. No, (laughs) There's just eight. And so, and, or, or, or uh, podcasters. And so what we, we, and I am like a lab experiment. What happens when you get canceled off Twitter? Right, right. I was off Twitter for 10 months for over nothing. I mean, I don't mean it was like, it was so small. It was literally nothing. I had, I had gone on a, a bit of a tear about, um, Michael Gerson, I believe. And by tear, I mean I reposted the many of the things he'd written when people were trying to sanctify him and said, this guy was a monster. When he was writing during the Obama years, he was just fucking horrible. And mm-hmm. I'm firmly convinced I had minders, you know, people who were paying close attention, who were not liberals, who would report me for any infraction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were on a list for sure. Yeah. And that's why I got sent to Twitter jail four times over mm-hmm. – Bullshit. Yeah, and just, when you hit the sixth time, you were banned. That's what yeah. happened. And, yeah. But I was gone for 10 months. And my um, yeah. I, I blogged all that time. You and I podcasted all that time. My blog traffic fell, I don't know, 70%, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Just dropped right off the edge of the table. Because there is, there, there is, unless, again, unless you are part of the Bulwark Network, or unless you are part of the Sexy Liberal Tour, I'm not equating those two, but if you're not part of that, you do not have any system of promotion or making people aware of what you're doing other than what's freely available and that can be taken away just like that. Right. So, right. and that's what happened. And then I got back on Twitter, my traffic went back up and it's like, Oh, this is a perfect experiment. This is, this is blogging as an independent person with Twitter and without is a, a staggering difference. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I continue to dog paddle through the open sewer, realizing that it has gotten much worse Yeah. in the last yeah. month, just much, much worse. But what you gonna do? A lunatic bought it, and you know, as they yeah. um, and he and he is mentally compromised, and yeah. uh, he's got a lot of money. Well, there's as a do many people apparently. So there was some, I think, probably Rising Sun or something like that during the you know the, the, you're terrified of the Japanese 80s that period of time. Michael Crichton, I think, was it was the book, mm-hmm. but there's a I remember a blurb from it that said something like, "If you don't want Japan to buy your country, don't sell it to them." Yeah. Yeah. If you don't yeah. want this lunatic to run your social media site, don't sell it to him. Oh, no. Nope. Yeah. nope, we have to cuz shareholders. So, okay. Well, you know, nobody asked me, so I'm just a a deckhand on the Titanic. And uh, Well, I hope those shareholders are happy cuz their oh, uh, their shares are in the toilet and I, I hope they swapped them out for for crypto as quick as they could. <laughs> that, won't work either. That, that shit is stable Trump as hell. NFTs are not a good investment. I'll just I'll just no. go out on a limb and say that. Well, and and speaking of Twitter and um, Elon Musk, there was a little exchange this morning between um, 
Kevin Cruzy, who we love very much, and Andrew Sullivan. Uh, for heaven's sakes. Who just won't. I think he's. I think Andrew he's, who? Yeah, Andrew who? I think he's worried that there's not a, a fourth seat available at the Greenwald Taibbi Weiss table. Oh, yeah. Talking up to, to uh, Elon Musk. Well, and, and, and let's face it, he his original website was Reddit for a long yeah. time. It was yeah. where you went to look at cool pictures mm-hmm. and cool videos. Yep. And I think Andrew Sullivan got the impression that he was hot shit because people were coming to his website. And because he was the source for that, everybody was sending Andrew Sullivan cool pictures and cool videos and cool things. And so yeah. he would post those and everybody went to see them. Mm-hmm during that golden age of the internet, which no longer, you know, things change in a nanosecond these days. It is the wild west. Well, and, and every now Andrew and... Sullivan thought they were coming for him and they were not. Yeah. Well, and he was the, you know, an editor of the new Republic and he had a certain prominence and he had a, a Rolodex and he could always call yeah. his friends to put him up yeah. on a job. And when he got a job, he always hired his friends. Yeah. And he moved to New York and moved away immediately because he hates people. <laughs> and he, he went to work for the New Yorker, and then nobody would sit at the cafeteria table with him because he's a crackpot. And then he just started on Substack writing about how shabbily everyone treats him. <laughs> um, but every now and then, he puts up the bat sign to his good friend, Bill Maher, to remind Bill Maher that uh, it's been simply ages since he's been on that uh, yummy, yummy HBO show. And he's very much available. To be put in yeah. front of a camera to talk shit about liberals. In case Bill Maher wants to put me on camera, I'm <laughs> right here. Because you just put me right on television. I will talk shit about liberals all day long. And the reason I, I believe this is because there's a back and forth about Elon Musk. And he's not the same person he was a few years ago. And it's because his uh, trajectory, political trajectory, a casual centrist to, to QAnonish reactionary um, is becoming increasingly common within the SV leadership class. That's from someone named Ben Tarnoff on Twitter. What's SV? I have no idea. Okay. Super villain? I don't know. Maybe. Or social um, val. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, or libertarian, or I, I will look it up. Yeah. It doesn't really bear on the story because right. Andrew Sullivan so. jumped right in and said, it's simply a function of being around this generation of Puritan leftists. <laughs> They'll turn any sane person into a reactionary. And, you know, because shitting on liberals, it's always a good time. <sighs> and Kevin Cruz responds, must be exhausting to have no control over your own thoughts and emotions, which Andrew Sullivan never has. He's always been a whining baby man yeah. uh, who got indulged. And he's, he's a good writer. And he writes about gay marriage or wrote about gay marriage very well. But he really, really fucking hates liberals. And he really hates having to share you know, the political bed with liberals yeah, during yeah. the Trump years and during, you know, a, as the Bush years wound down. And he's the guy who kept, you know, Barack Obama is the greatest conservative president ever. And, <laughs> and he's, he, he, he gave birth in my mind to this idea of um, uh, pineapple ice cream conservatism, which is if Andrew Sullivan likes pineapple ice cream, then pineapple ice cream is a, is a cardinal conservative virtue and always has been. <laughs> but if if he if tomorrow he hates Korean food, Korean food is some filthy liberal plot yeah. and, and blah, blah. But it's whatever whim takes him on a given day becomes incorporated into his philosophy of that's what a conservative really is. And so – and he's just gotten nut. And I've, I've known a few British people like this. My mom was married <laughs> to one who, who just got crazier and crazier as they got older mm-hmm. and became mm-hmm. more and more sort of adamant, table-pounding, shut up and listen to me, you stupid colonial – and they were assholes. And yeah. Andrew Sullivan is just a big fucking baby asshole. But he has a he has a platform. And he has friends who will put him on television. So is Boom. he still on Substack? Is that where his oh, yeah. internet presence is? Yeah. Is he's he's okay. on, he? And I think he has a an honorary chair at Barry Weiss's Phrenology University, <laughs> Cancel College, or whatever it's called. But it's all of these same people who were, except for Barry Weiss, who was you know nine months old at the time. But all these same. Weirdos who were swirling around the sort of contrarian reactionary universe, right. Taibi. For attention. And, for attention. And, and clicks and dollars, which and when is the George coin Bush, of the realm, right? George Bush was at his height. They yeah. were all, you know, Bush. And then Barack Obama, the black guy, got elected. And, and it turned out they were all just reactionary assholes. Yeah. And they've yeah. become 
caricatures of themselves, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that's what Andrew Sullivan. Well, the reason I asked about Andrew Sullivan and where he was is it seems to me that there is a lot going on in terms of choice of platform and where you will say certain things, the kind of things you might say on Bill Maher's show. Right. You wouldn't necessarily say on your Substack and vice versa. And it, there was no clearer sense of that this week than Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm who blamed the CIA for Joe Kent's loss in Washington state. And if you think that that is crackpot, absolute crazy QAnon style nonsense, you're right. It is. Uh But Tucker Carlson didn't say this on his Fox show. No. Which is where he has bosses and people who will tell him what to say and what not to say. And lawyers. And lawyers, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said it on Tulsi Gabbard's YouTube podcast. Oh, Jesus. Hosting her good friend, Tucker Carlson, who went on to blame the CIA for Joe Kent's loss in Washington. So I bring that up to bring up one of my affirmations for 2023, and I hope people will find this helpful. Mm -hmm. One of my affirmations for next year is I am not impressed. And I'm not impressed with Tucker Carlson. I'm not impressed with right-wing nut jobs who have a camera to speak into. I'm not impressed with media sensationalism, with Twitter drama, with uh, I'm not impressed with the Republican House of Representatives. And I think taking a page out of Joe Biden's book on this, yeah, and being a little wry and a little bit chuckling about, you know, the the amount of power they don't have, the, especially the backbenchers. They're about to find out that the only power they have is to go on Tulsi Gabbard's YouTube podcast <laughs> and scream a lot. Come on, man. Um, yeah. and, and the hardest one, you know, I'm not impressed with my own fears. That is the hardest one to deal with. Mm-hmm. I put on my I am not afraid Elizabeth Warren T-shirt a lot between, you know, the summer and the election of 2022 because mm-hmm. the midterms were scary. And every election is scary these days because we have PTSD from 2016 if not from yeah. 2000. Yeah. You know, this is the thing that we're, we're dealing with. But if, if they, and by they, I mean, you know, the evil forces of this world can impress you, then they can distract you. Mm-hmm. And my job as I'm focusing is uh, there are micro ways that I can make the world a better place, making blankets for at risk kids, you know, donating toothpaste and toothbrushes for the homeless, which we're doing this week. Now, there are small things that we can do, you and I, to try to make the world a better place. That's right. Um, and then there are macro things that are being done that we can support. Uh, the work of Moms Demand Action to get common sense gun control passed in this country. It is the guns, stupid, I keep saying. Uh, There are two bills that may go nowhere, but they are ideas that need to be promoted and talked about and pushed so that eventually they will be on a platform where things change and things happen. Um, Jeff Merkley has a hedge funds can't buy houses bill. I believe it's Jeff Merkley. I I want to I'm I'm sorry if it isn't, but there is a, a congressman and a senator putting out bills about hedge funds cannot buy housing and taxing, putting in a tax penalty for hedge funds that own more than 100 houses. Um, And that tax penalty then goes to help actual residents with down payments on housing so that they can buy and it will and will have actually residents from the the area that live there able to buy housing stock. Because that's a huge problem these days. Hedge funds are buying up housing stock all over the country and just we're a nation becoming a nation of renters. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, and know, then Katie yeah. Porter. Uh, mm-hmm. No question that this is her her bill. She's mm. doing a stop super PAC scams bill because there are super PACs out there raising a lot of money on, frankly, stupid right wing voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then scraping the money off. And, and this, she doesn't mention Trump once in this bill, but you know what she's talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you're, you're, and, not, you're, you're tra- your $99 trading cards are the right, latest example. Right. Well, and then Elizabeth Warren is working to reform crypto. There's there's a lot going on where we can support and we can amplify. And, and these are the kind of things that we need to amplify. And 
I keep coming back to this. I've mentioned this to you, I think, three times today, during class about <laughs> they think their voters are stupid. Uh-huh. And you say, yeah, they're right. <laughs> their voters yeah. are stupid. Well, they understand their voters very well. But but no one likes to be called that. And I think you start to amplify that point of Donald Trump thinks you're stupid enough to buy a $99 NFT for a chance to have a Zoom call with him. And that th- that you are that easily persuadable and and people change their minds about things like that. Now, they change their minds and say, "Yeah, I'm going with DeSantis this time." Right. DeSantis, as everyone predicted on the left, is now totally anti-abortion, planning on pat passing legislation through his Republican legislature restricting abortion dramatically in his state. And, he waited until after the election to do it and He'll be, you know, Mr. Anti-Abortion all through the primaries until the general election and then back away from it. Mm -hmm. Everyone on the left knows what he's going to do. Well, then I ask you, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not asking you to predict, but is there a timeline on which that strategy would work? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. Is Is there a future... Is there a, an alternate universe where Ron DeSantis going anti-abortion all in all the time until the election would succeed in getting him the nomination? Oh, it does. I'm absolutely sure it does succeed in getting okay. him the nomination. So, he's he's not doing this because he's stupid. No, no, exactly. That, that's my he, point. He, he has Come a ahead. law degree from Harvard. He's been calculating and and, you know, had had a very focused ability to know that going on Fox all the time was going to get him the nomination for Florida governor. And That's all he had to do was be and, on Fox. And that, I, I regret to say, makes my point, which is, yeah. yes, Republican voters are that stupid. They just don't like being called stupid. That's why well, everyone's advice about dealing with Republicans is don't make any sudden movements. Don't raise your voice. Don't call attention to the fact they're rubbing shit in their hair. And what? They're going to stop doing those things? Are they going to get mad and, and vote super well, Republican? Well, I would love to think that eventually when Ron DeSantis starts trying to sell NFTs to mm-hmm. fund whatever grift he's got going, <laughs> yeah. that they finally, as some of some did in Georgia, throw up their hands and say, I'm done. I'm not going to vote anymore. Yeah. I'm going to devote myself to church suppers and country music or football or, you know, it, when you and I were traveling across the country and driving to Colorado through Kansas and Missouri yeah. and Western Missouri mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing people armed at the, at the rest stop. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also saw a lot of people wearing football themed clothing we did. for their that's team. True. Right. And I thought, you know, that's wonderful. Go back <laughs> Do to that. that. Do more of that instead of, destroying democracy you know back the bulls or back the chargers or back whoever you want you know roll tide roll tide roll tide right sure. boy do i know about roll tide living yeah. in alabama for 14 yeah. years well and as you and i talked earlier today as well the question is not whether or not trump or republican voters are stupid are they infinitely stupid right is there uh, is there right is there or is, no is there a bottom either generationally right because this is the thing that katie porter said on the floor of the house she said these and again she didn't talk about republican or or trump or anything she said these super PACs are victimizing seniors and veterans they are that's true and as a consumer protection attorney for years and this is exactly what i've been saying for months now this is a consumer issue Mm -hmm. you are you are you have been given license by Citizens United to make unlimited money by saying you back a cause or a candidate. Right. That's right. And you're bilking people. And I yes, don't I, I'm with Katie. I don't care if you're bilking Republicans or Democrats. I don't care if you're only bilking Republicans. I'm against fraud. I don't like people getting f- defrauded from their money by somebody. I, I don't obviously I don't disagree with any of that. That should be very clear. But the point being, the minute you start questioning whether or not giving your Social Security check to Donald Trump 
is a good idea or bilking, their hackles go up. And, are you calling me stupid? Are you, are you telling me I don't know how to spend my own money? Here, I'll give twice what I – and there's just this animal instinct mm-hmm. that if you if you try to protect them from their own stupidity, they get stupider mm-hmm. and they get angrier. And I think you should do it. I think the same thing with guns. I think we should just take them away from them. Yeah. You're never going to yeah. reason them out of their, their, their surrogate penises, but take their assault weapons away, melt them down, and make them into crosses. I don't give a shit. But you're never going to – sort of gently coax them into understanding that they are being built. Mm-hmm. They might mm-hmm. spontaneously discover that one day when they open their visa bill and their wife goes, what the fuck is all this money going to Mar-a-Lago for? Why am I being charged $100 a yeah. week for Trump super back? Yeah. That, that yeah. might work. But but no, I mean, we, we've, this is a, speaking of lab experiments, this is, this is a 50-year lab experiment in how mm-hmm. dumb can these people be? And there's just no bottom to it. They're just infinitely willing to Go along with people who tell them they're smart, who tell them that the liberals are plotting against them. Mm-hmm. And the, and the, yeah, it's the CIA trying to prevent you from electing a, a Nazi in Washington state. Well, and that, that brings me to a different topic, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, please, please proceed. Which is, you know, smoking Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh, mm-hmm. not the singer. Joe Walsh, the um, very recently former Republican, um, going back and forth very respectfully with Bob Seska, who we, we love very much. Um, on the Twitter about a talking point that won't die. And the thing that won't die is this fantasy that there's a liberal media out there Mm. and the liberal media is the problem. And you don't understand about the liberal media. And it, it, it was just watching him insist that this was true and watching Bob Seska um, write a very long piece for, I think for his Substack, and, and say, I just respectfully want to have this conversation, uh, with you, Joe, about whether or not this is true. I, th- I think it's, but it's absolutely false. It's hundred percent false. There is no liberal media. There is no fucking liberal media anywhere, but this is like the winter soldier. Even the reformed Republicans mm-hmm. have deeply embedded in their psyche, these trigger words that can oh, be yeah. triggered. And they suddenly they're just right back to their old selves. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I would go along with it, but the liberal media, there yeah. is no fucking liberal media. And you can go down and and block it out. Look, here's right wing talk radio. Fox News is the most popular cable channel in the universe. Here's all these people on social media who are on the right and tiny, tiny numbers on the left. And just look at all the guests who are booked on the shows and how many of them, it's like three to one Republicans. And look at how terrified the media is of being called liberal, so they will keep importing people into the into their universe who are clearly conservative and lie constantly, which Chuck Todd has said on a radio show. I know they're lying. I just can't say it because then they won't come back on my show. Mm-hmm. And but the the lie of the liberal media has been so deeply embedded in Joe Walsh's brain that he can't give it up. He's just a, it's just a reflex. Well, that's the liberal media, and it's an excuse that all of these former Republicans use for why the conservative media had to be created and became this behemoth because you had to push back against the liberal media, which never fucking existed. And you've got a whole list of things these people believe, even though they have left the party. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I have, I refer to it as dry drunk Republicanism, hmm. which is a dry drunk is someone who has stopped drinking alcohol, but has all the bad behaviors of an alcoholic. They've stopped being Republicans but they still hate liberals. They still hate the left. They still believe there's a liberal media. They still believe that we are all insufferable assholes. They still don't know shit about their own fucking party. And they, they still, still have love never... their tax cuts and hate yeah. the Green New Deal. Yeah. They're not, they yeah. haven't changed. They've been yeah. embarrassed into altering their behavior to hate Trump. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. But they're all that deeply embedded psychological programming, which they helped engineer is all still there and you can see it happen. You can just see get, people get their backs up the, you know, I, I was joking with someone who blocks me. I mean, Tom Nichols getting up on his high horse, huffing and puffing about how insufferable liberals are <laughs> like, dude, you are the smuggest, thinnest skinned asshole in the universe. And God knows here's what I want for Christmas blue gal. Yeah. I want a job where I get a very well-paying gig in a national magazine stating smugly 
shit that I told liberals that they were full of shit for believing five minutes ago. <laughs> and pretending liberals either don't exist or they're all the the squad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's that's it's I'm not I'm Well not that's terrible. one of those words that you can just say. Ilhan Omar. Right. Woke. Woke Ilhan Omar. Woke Ilhan media. Omar and you're sure. you're off to the races. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I am I I don't despair for democracy long term. But man, our our these allies of ours are deeply problematic and they Okay, they but there you said something there that I I have been thinking about a lot. Sure. You don't despair for democracy long term. No. I think there is no one who believes more in the bedrock power of actual democracy than a right-wing grifter because they're willing to go along and destroy and tr- and continually try to destroy democracy. Mm-hmm. Knowing in their heart of hearts that they're not going to succeed for that, but they'll they'll make money doing it. That, I'm not. I'm sorry. I understand that. If I go off and and try to tell a bunch of people, don't trust the vote, don't trust voting machines, send me money, uh-huh. and I weaken the, I don't want to say the American people. I weaken a segment of the populace and their trust in voting. Right. And I do that to raise money for my super PAC, which I'm going uh-huh. to use like. Marjorie Taylor Greene did to buy a $92,000 SUV for my quote unquote campaign. Right. That I'm constantly seeing at the airport, picking up my boyfriend. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's legal graft. That's what it is. Sure. Uh, but someone that does that, I think has a great trust, just like right wing Republican retirees giving money to Republicans who have already put in writing that they want to destroy Social Security and Medicare. Well, no one's ever going to really do that. So I can oh, still oh. support Rick Scott. I, I, I understand <clears> that I, I can I can get away with murder all day long. Right. And I won't break the system completely. It won't break the system. I believe Democrats, so strongly in the strength of the system. Right. That I can get away with murder. That I can get away with murder in order to raise money. Well, yeah. and that's now I understand. And that's what both Kevin McCarthy said on tape. Yeah. which they didn't know they were being recorded, and Mitch McConnell. The, the Democrats yeah. will save us from this son of a bitch. Right. The Democrats right. will The Democrats will fix Trump. You know, right. we all know he's a monster and a criminal and he's awful and shit, but Democrats will, will fix him. So we don't need to do anything. And Because yeah, we, we don't want our voters to be mad at us. Right. But, but, we, but the pot will never boil over. And then it because, did. Because Democrats will come along, as they did with Clinton, as they did with Obama, and they did it with Biden. And they'll and clean up our mess. clean up our mess. And, that's, and we'll that's laugh all the way to the bank. Right. And last thing about Joe Walsh, um, he he on Twitter says, and I agree with all of this, America doesn't need a superhero. America needs tolerance and empathy and freedom and truth and a renewed democracy and respect for the rule of law and candidates who accept election results and a clear rejection of authoritarianism and many more legal immigrants, to which I replied, you are describing the Democratic Party. I loved that response. You that are describing really was the my fucking de- favorite he, response, re- favorite tweet of yours this week. Absolutely, but, but he can't see it because no. liberal media. But what about yeah. the liberal media? <laughs> what about all these other things that are complete bullshit and that you know, sober, thoughtful, calm, higher brain function for five minutes? You can maybe see that this is bullshit, but the minute the the Winter Soldier keywords are invoked. Boom, we're right back to bitching see, this about is this why th- This is a great conversation, by the way. But mm-hmm. this is what I mean when I talk about uh, not being impressed. Because if you could get a truth serum shot into Joe Walsh, you'd find out I can't admit Drift Glass is right because right. my brand and my paycheck depend mm-hmm. on me being... This way. This way. Right. Exactly. MSNBC is not going to have me on, even though I'm you know, C-class MSNBC guest. Mm -hmm. And I'm on Saturday afternoons (laughs) on MSNBC. Mm -hmm. I still get on. Right. And I won't if I just say, this is the, the Democratic Party is the only way to go. Right. Well, and they they will say voting Democratic for the foreseeable future to get rid of the GOP. Yeah. Is a necessary is 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 necessary. Is a necessary thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like you know. It's like you got to go to the proctologist. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You got to you got to get that thing taken care of. You're gonna have to do the painful, awful thing, 
but it's necessary. Rather than saying, look, the Democratic Party actually embraces all the values you say you believe in. All the shit that there's there's the very little overlap are all just bullshit bumper stickers. I do think you... Stuart Stevens comes close to saying he that. He does. Though. He does. Yeah. And and I look I look He's at him. He's the exception. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of exceptions out there. And I, I will always say that during a conversation. Yeah. Stuart Stevens has come almost all the way across the aisle. Mm-hmm. And and is willing to say, yeah, we were we were, this is a racist party. It's been a racist party my entire time. Yeah, this is my this is the <laughs> Republican Party. You said that last yeah. night. Yeah. This is, yeah. Don't don't pretend there's some magical Republican Party out there that is reasonable and will be and will be the alternative to Trumpism. The entire party is this way. Which yeah. is why I don't want to debate Stuart Stevens. I want to <laughs> moderate a debate between him and Charlie Sykes, who are you know yeah. they're they're yeah. under the same roof. But now. Now, Charlie, you say this is all uh, liberals caused this because mm-hmm. liberals called you racist and that made your party racist. Stuart Stevens, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I want to see these people debate each other because yeah. there's this weird schizophrenia ab- among our allies. And I understand mm-hmm. that they are like their own little itty bitty big tent, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. anybody who says bad shit about Trump is is on, on board with us as long as they're not liberals. And yeah. so whether it's Joe Walsh or you know, Stuart Stevens or Steve Schmidt or whoever, however odious they may be or however righteous they may be, um, as long as they said Trump is a poopy head, um, they can come on, play on our team. And yeah. liberals shut up about who we have on our team because, again, it's there's the, um, the the metaphor I saw the other day about Stacey King. I told you this, I think. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't remember. Um, when, when listening to Never Trumpers take credit for the elections, um, Stacey King played for the Bulls. Uh, during the Michael Jordan era, oh and there yeah, was a, and yeah. there was a, a game in which Michael Jordan scored a career high, I think, sixty nine points, and Stacey King scored one point. And when asked how the game went, he said, "I'll always remember this as the game where where Michael Jordan and I combined to score seventy points." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, yes, maybe this tiny sliver of never Trump voters in Pennsylvania made the difference, but but that's discounting the. 97% of other voters who mm-hmm. were just Democrats mm-hmm. who made it possible for that little 2% to make the difference. Why? And why, therefore, since you are not the winning run, we're all the winning run, why do you keep shitting on us? <laughs> why do you keep calling us stupid? Why do you keep berating us and calling us smarmy? Why, why is this alliance only one way? When we point out the fact that you made horrible mistakes, that you keep making money ripping us off, that the the megaphones that you have are largely unearned. We take a lot of shit. But why can't you acknowledge the Democrats were right? That mm-hmm. that that you wouldn't that your glorious victory over Trump would never have happened but for the entire Democratic Party. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to focusing on the squad. <laughs> because the squad is what makes you money. Getting angry at those crazy liberals and their obsession with trans swimmers is what makes you money. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, but it, I, I, it wouldn't bother me so much, but it is a one way street. They expect to be respected and they expect to no fucking backtalk from the Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet all they do is bitch about the accommodations that they now have because they burned their own fucking party now. Anyway. Yeah. I'll get off we gotta, the soapbox. We gotta move on. He's gonna get off his soapbox now, Dirk. Class is gonna get off. Mm-hmm. Uh we need to talk for a minute about these Mark Meadows yeah. 34 members of Congress yeah. t- text messages, uh-huh. which I have not read all of them, and I don't think they've released all of them. I hope they're gonna nope. drip them out yeah. one by one <laughs> by one for the next few months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they have absolute plans and we're supportive and and promoting. Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, law, mm-hmm. uh, Talking Points Memo, rolled out a series of posts Monday chronicling hundreds of text messages involving Trump, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and 34 members of Congress. The texts obtained from multiple sources sent before, during, and after the January 6th insurrection pull back the curtain on behind-the-scenes Republican efforts to overturn the free and fair election of 2020. They also reveal the lengths to which Trump's lieutenants would go to subvert the will of the people, the law, and the U.S. Constitution mm-hmm. to install Trump the loser as president. Yep. 
and I mean, and the the extent to which they will source things some bitch says dot com. Uh huh. At you know these crazy right wing blogs that have forty people reading them every day. Mm-hmm. And those are getting quoted by Congress people. Yes. In text are. messages mm-hmm. to the. <laughs> Sorry, to the chief of staff of the president of the United States mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As, as, as solutions to our problems. As grounds to overthrow the government. Yeah. And, and and like a little a little swizzle stick in there, let's not forget Clarence Thomas's crazy bitch wife. Oh, um, and, right her, and her drunk texts, her continual drunk mm-hmm. texts. Yep, yep. And since there is no ethics code for the Supreme Court, uh, Clarence Thomas, who let's remember now, now that it's clear, was the only vote on mm-hmm. the Supreme Court against releasing these texts yep. because his crazy ass racist wife was smack in the middle of it. Right. And he didn't recuse and himself. He knew her texts yeah. were in there. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not it's not merely a conflict of interest. It's it's a conspiracy. Well, and it's a conspiracy to keep going and have all the fun we want at, on the right. Supreme Court. The most corrupt Supreme Court we've had in century, in a century, right? They're partying with right-wing lobbyists mm-hmm. constantly, apparently leaking what their decisions are going to be to make the lobbyists happy. Oh, don't worry about that. We've already decided to vote with you. Really? Yeah. yeah. Alito yeah. is just a monster. Well, and this is this is the benefit of long-term planning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is a fifty-year project. Yep. The Federal Society has been get wanted exactly what they're getting, mm-hmm. which is a constant stream of pro-pollution, pro-corporate decisions from the court that nobody notices because they're mm-hmm. not about abortion, they're not about transgender rights, they're not about gay marriage, they're about corporate power. Mm-hmm. And this is again what I want to bring. I'm going to bring it up again. Don't be impressed with the noise from Fox News. Realize what's happening behind the scenes, what they're stealing from all of us. Our planet mm-hmm. is dying. We are all dying. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a more, more morbid way. Excuse me. I don't mean that in a morbid way. I mean, our time on this earth is limited. Don't spend it being wrapped up in the drama of the reality TV that is Fox News. No, take... Take the threat seriously, but don't take, take the threat seriously. Right. right. And document the atrocities. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do not let yourself be troubled by that. Focus on what Sheldon Whitehouse, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, is on this. He's paying attention to every court case that comes out of that court that's mm-hmm. pro corporate. We have we have leaders in our party who are doing things. Right. Boring. Boring, bo- government boring thing. work. Right. Which is what they're supposed to do. Yep. Um, yep. In a is, perfect world, we would have no reason to pay attention to Congress except as they benefited mm-hmm. and made a more perfect union every day. <laughs> I'm sure Tony Scalia is just spinning in his grave over the <laughs> terrible things. Robert Bork is just shaking his fist in hell going, I could, it could have been me. I could have been a contender. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, this week, the New York Times published a piece a few days ago saying it was difficult to figure out whether Elon Musk was a far-right conservative because, you know, he once claimed to be a centrist, um, which got, brought a lot of people to the, what the hell is wrong with the New York Times table? And I thought, Welcome you know, to the party. <laughs> welcome to the fucking party. Um, and I thought this was time for a little story, a quick story about the city of Chicago. And oh, okay. uh, it's about It's about retribution. And what happens when you don't put down the monster completely? Ah. Um, once upon a time, there was a city of Chicago treasurer um, who I knew in passing. I didn't know her personally, but I knew I knew her to look at her. And Miriam Santos, and she was the uh, city of Chicago treasurer who was convicted in 1999 of mail fraud and attempted extortion. So not exactly an uncommon occurrence among politicians in Chicago. Her conviction was made possible by evidence given by some of her subordinates who were told by the Chicago clout enforcers, political enforcers. The city of Chicago has a lot of political officers who enforce orthodoxy and keep the system running that the underlings could either cooperate 
or lose their jobs and their pensions and maybe go to prison. Mm -hmm. So they cooperated. They testified. They got squeezed and they testified. And they were quietly transferred to low-level jobs in other departments. Now, here's the twist in the story. After Santos had served four months of a 40-month prison sentence, a federal appeals court overturned the conviction. Oh, my goodness. So Miriam Santos was reinstated to her old position, where she had now had access to all the clout machine, all the political enforcers who had told all her subordinates to narc on her. And she just turned them around and said, that's it. And so the word went out from the same people who had squeezed her subordinates that they were all to be sacked immediately and their pensions were to be taken away because they didn't put her down completely. And that's wow. the lesson here that everyone who works in a corrupt hierarchy understands. Uh, the lesson from The Wire. You come for the king, you best not miss. Yeah, yeah. And I am convinced... and. This is the case with deranged billionaires who buy social media platforms or lunatics who lead political parties or amoral senior executives at media corporations that they're terrified. Uh, the people who are under them are terrified of turning on them. Even though Trump's out of power, he mm -hmm. might come back and kill you all. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. though Elon Musk is insane, he could take away your livelihood like that. And even though... The New York Times is a venerable institution that's been around for centuries. The mob might come for them. Mm -hmm. the, the, the charge of a liberal media might stick. So we'd best not start taking sides between you know the fascists and the anti-fascists. Let's just say that we're not sure where Elon Musk stands on these things. On the same day, he calls for Dr. Fauci to be persecuted. Right. Using his right. giant platform that he just overpaid for. And there's, there's wisdom in that. But it really is about fear and hierarchy. And the fact that so many people are clinging to their position in the system so mm -hmm. tenuously, they're terrified that if the bad mm -hmm. guys come back, they'll shake the tree and then they'll, they won't have jobs at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, which is what benefits being a, the, one of the benefits of being a small Midwestern podcast. Right. That is, nobody listens to except you know, for a, a very select, very intelligent. Very attractive. Very attractive. <laughs> very attractive and beautiful. Very smelling. And lovely. Yeah. Lovely. yeah. yeah. There's, we do love you guys. We don't exist on a, a, a tenuous Christmas tree that you can shake and will fall off like an ornament. No, but you know, oh. th there are people who listen to us on the down low. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and no. I, I know that for a fact. <laughs> I absolutely know that for we a fact. We absolutely know that there are people listening to us on the down low. And oh, there, there are people at the bulwark names, listening to this podcast. You know, yeah. 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 I'm not going to say Schmeeth Schmolberman because, you know, who... <laughs> That would be wrong. I'm not going to say Christopher L. Highs because that would be, you know, inferring things that one can't prove. And we're not Republicans, <laughs> so we can't be inferring them. But we do know for a fact that there are prominent people, people of influence who do listen to this podcast and do read our blogs and do read Crooks and Liars, but who do so very, very on the DL. On the down low. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. That's hey. right. Hey, you want to hey, know what? Hey, Class, we got a news roundup to do. The Bidening continues. Yay, Biden signed into law a bipartisan bill that codifies same-sex and interracial marriages. Yes. A landmark legislation replaces the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage as between a man and a woman. Boy, those were the days. Yeah. What? And now we have the Respect for Marriage Act, which prohibits states from denying the validity of out-of-state marriages based on sex, race, or ethnicity. You know what this reminds me of? What? The Volstead Act. Oh. Prohibition. You know, let's do the, oh, this is a terrible idea. Oh, my yeah. God, this is a terrible idea. Let's let's undo this immediately. Yeah. And, and they did. And thank God we have a uh, Democratic Senate, a Democratic House, and Joe Biden with his pen to sign this. It, it, Joe Biden's doing a great job. Yes, he is. Just a great job. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I go to bed at night pretty relaxed <laughs> knowing that mm -hmm. Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are running more or less the country, uh, despite the fact that Republicans are trying to destroy it. Um, and and big news, and I know it's not big news to 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 solar energy people and wind energy people who've been, you know, alternate energy. But for science fiction nerds and for science nerds, for science fiction nerds, this oh, is a big deal. Nuclear fusion, not fission. Fission is splitting atoms apart. Fusion is slamming them together. And creating an excess of energy so that the amount of energy that comes out of the reaction is greater than the amount of energy that goes into the reaction. And scientists have achieved nuclear fusion 
with a blast of 192 lasers. Uh, it's just a small thing. It's in a lab. It took a whole billions and billions of dollars over decades. But scientists studying fusion energy at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California say they have produced the first fusion reaction in a laboratory that created more energy than it took to start it. And it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be next week. But eventually, we will have fusion energy on planet Earth, the power of the sun, in the hands of men. And I think it's amazing. Human beings. It is amazing. It, and, and, and all the people that talk about, I paid into my social security, so I should get my social security. I get you. I hear you. You paid into this. You did. This you is pay, this your tax dollars at work. Yes, absolutely. And, and this is going to change the world. It really is. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Eventually. Well, I, I, I think our perception, scientists' perception of what can be done, what right. is possible, that, that changed change. this week. And that's not yeah. a small thing. No. What, once we found out that humans wouldn't die in space, that animals could live in space, that changed the perception of space of what, what is possible. Exactly. Yeah, and then we go forward. Oh. Again, don't be impressed with the negative things. Be, be committed to changing mm-hmm. the world and making it a better place. Activists and allies in alliance with armed community self-defense groups lined up to defend a drag queen Christmas outside the Aztec Theater in San Antonio, Texas. Because, you know, that open carry state plays both ways, Drift Yeah, ass. it cuts, hmm. that's, it cuts both ways. It sure does. Uh, and, and it turns out there were more people defending a drag queen Christmas than there were from Texas Freedom Force militia uh-huh. trying to tear it down. You know what that was? It was a, a drag queen Christmas miracle. That's what it was. <laughs> it was a drag queen yeah. Christmas miracle. Yes, yeah. it was. I want to see It's a Wonderful Life done in drag. That's <laughs> that's that's what I want to see. Um, <laughs> now, those, that, those are all wonderful stories. I got to let you down a little bit. It's about Chuck Todd in Chuck Todd News. Uh, Chuck Todd, the uh, the host of uh, Meet the Press, is afraid that a Trump criminal referral would, quote, add negatively to the political stew. You mean he won't get Republicans other than Asa Hutchison on his show? Right. That's right. Because he would have to be, they would have to be asked about this. Right. And, and, and no, they don't want to be on when they have to be asked about that. That political stew is not the same without Newt Gingrich there. The political stew is your Rolodex for your show. That's what you're talking about, Chuck Dodd. So he's never going to change. The world's largest crypto exchange, and don't forget, Donald Trump will take your crypto. He will. uh, Is blocking the ability to withdraw your funds after getting hit with almost a billion dollars in withdrawals of actual money over 24 hours. Now, now I now I know why I thought of it's a wonderful life. I did a I did a post about a run on the Bitcoin bank. So oh, the Bitcoin yeah. bank. Yes, yeah. there was a run on the Bitcoin bank. Yeah, Binance. It's called Binance. Oh yeah, my God. yeah. Has registered one point nine billion dollars of withdrawals in the past twenty four hours. Blockchain data firm Nansen, again these companies, uh-huh. uh, said on Tuesday as the world's largest. Crypto Exchange said it had temporarily paused withdrawals of the USDC stablecoin. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I am not going to learn a new vocabulary to buy milk. I'm it's just not going to be do over in yeah. a, you know, a matter of maybe months. I don't hey. know. I feel sad, but at the same time, a dollar is a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, sound is the pound, honey. Sound is pound the pound. Pound is the pound. World around. Um, and and please don't don't bombard us with all money is fiat money and gold is the only money and so forth. I I've been to gold. We get College. it. It's filthy. We do get there. it. It's filthy. It's it's a Somali pirate paradise in Gold's Gulch. It's not it's not heaven. Uh, Elon Musk's Twitter isn't paying its bills, which is weird because I understand he's very rich. Uh, Twitter has stopped paying the rent on some of its office leases and hasn't paid numerous other vendors. Since Elon Musk acquired the company in late October, he's learning from Trump. Just don't pay your bills and you can save money that way. Tucker Carlson, another person you should not be impressed with, uh, explicitly called for Elon Musk to leak people's private Twitter DMs. Uh-huh. It is always projection with him. Yep. yep. He, do- he, he doesn't want to talk about the text messages that have been leaked. So he goes after Twitter DMs and and makes that the story. He did that with another thing this week where he 
he wanted to talk about, again, all the FBI agents doing such and such or the CIA agents overturning elections in Washington state, when what he really doesn't want to talk about is DS, DHS agents participating in January 6th. Right. No, look over there. Look over there. Don't look over here. Look over yeah. there. And uh, I'll just change the words around and make it about them instead of the truth about my side and distract every again, distracting everybody by making you impressed with what he's saying. Uh, the anti-abortion movement is now seeking to jail people for trafficking in illegal abortion pills. There's no such thing as illegal abortion pills. You can mail an abortion pill to somebody. Yeah, it's your but, mail. Yeah, but God's law, honey. God's uh-huh. law. Mm-hmm. Matthew Kazmark, a Trump appointee to the federal court in Texas, spent much of his career trying to interfere with other people's sexuality, and he has just fired the first shot against birth control in an opinion which is both incompetently drafted and makes several obvious legal errors. Mm-hmm. And there were some legal analysts. There was an article about this, uh, I think, at Vox that said if any judge was going to come out with this crazy decision, it was going to be this jackass. Yeah. Well, uh, a Trump appointee, unqualified judge who spent his career trying to get people not to have sexy time going mm-hmm. after contraception. Mm-hmm. But he's on the he's on the bench. Yeah. And he has life. that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yep. are coming for your contraception. They are. Oh, they're coming for everything. They're coming yeah. for all your stuff. They're coming for your body. They're coming for your money. They're coming mm-hmm. for your, your privacy. They're coming for it all. And these are the small government people. Yeah. Um, Rachel Bittacoffer m- noticed on Twitter that the data don't lie. Republicans killed their fellow Republicans by lying to them about COVID to make money and win elections. Absolutely. And the Republican Congressman Ralph Norman, who begged Mark Meadows to have Trump declare martial law in a text message, said his only regret is that he misspelled the word martial. We also found it interesting that Congress people said that was two years ago because no fair remembering stuff. Oh, yeah. We're getting no fair remembering stuff uh, hits every day. The Trump organization was found to have been, quote, willfully disobeying four grand jury subpoenas and three court orders during a criminal contempt trial held in secret last year. And apparently they're going to start fining them big bucks. So uh, special counsel Jack Smith has subpoenaed election officials in Nevada, New Mexico, and Georgia for all communications involving Trump, his campaign, lawyers, aides, or allies from June 1st, 2020. Now that's before January 6th, 2021, isn't it? What? Through January 20th, 2021, Smith subpoenaed Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger for his testimony before a grand jury on December 29th. Or alternatively, Raffensperger can turn over all subpoenaed records to the FBI. And if you destroyed any of that data or deleted all of your emails because you didn't want to give them to feds, Mm -hmm. you're in even bigger trouble. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. You see, you can't do that. I know that there's going to be some Trump judges who say you can do that, but they're idiots and they don't know what they're talking about. So <laughs> don't listen to them. Um, right, speak up just a little bit into the microphone, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just whispering for dramatic effect. I know. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello, Twitter land. Hello. Hello, podcast listeners. This is your, your old pal Drift Class here on the AM side. <laughs> talking about talking about local news. In local news, um, you might be familiar with a company called Gatehouse Publishing, which oh, yeah. is a, uh, a hedge fund, um, loot and scoot organization that buys local newspapers, uh, guts them, and then leaves. Uh, they've been doing this for a very long time. They are a blight upon the land, and they've done it to our local paper. Now, our local yeah. paper was a Republican rag for a really long time. Our local paper is the local paper that sponsored... Ted Nugent, as a spokesperson, uh, the the celebrity host of their big outdoor festival, mm-hmm. they syndicated Ann Coulter for years. Mm-hmm. They were a Republican rag, <clears throat> and they finally shrunk down to the size of a literally a twig. They they would arrive on our porch, um, no bigger than an inch around, mm-hmm. mostly obituaries and sports. And we hanged on or hung on to our subscription because. We thought, you know, as bad as this is, and it's really bad, 
local journalism is kind of important. Right. And but we thought we, like, we really needed to support local our local paper. Yes, out of pity. Basically out, out of pity. pity. But then just, they kept increasing the price like every 10 days. Yeah. It just kept going up and up and up. To the point where it was like $7 <clears throat> every three joke. days to get the paper that was nothing. And but it was AP stories, two AP stories, and a bunch of... Obituaries. Obituaries. And sports, yeah. local sports. Well, and um, one of my uh, friends, a uh, prominent local person on Facebook, started doing the Peoria Files or the Rockford Files, which oh, is... Oh, the Rockford Files, for yeah. For some reason... Our paper was full of stories that had nothing to do with anything within a 10-county region. Yeah. It was just rip and read shit from a completely different community that had nothing to do with us. There was like dog trapped up on roof in Rockford. In Rockford, you know, which local, is on the other side of the – it's north. It's on the other side of the state from us. It We're is. South Central Illinois, yes. And they got rid of their staff and they gutted the building and they sold it and the editor who I knew – um, uh, resigned um mm-hmm. uh, to try to save jobs to try to save jobs and that didn't work it, it's just a shit show and yeah. it's a shit it's a republican shit show it's a yep. it's a shitty republican rag and so we canceled our subscription we, and we've we never never looked back and every now and then we get in the mail a letter begging us to come back <laughs> uh which is hilarious and this is one we got just this very week i'm reading it to you now dear blue gal it doesn't say blue gal change <laughs> is never easy we acknowledge that we made changes to your subscription to the State Journal Register, which may have caused you to cancel. We've heard you and would love for you to give us one more shot at our new consistent monthly subscription plan with lower pricing guaranteed for two years. I'll jump a paragraph or two ahead. As our industry evolves, we want to make the journey with you evolves and journey is in there oh my yep. god we hope you'll give us another chance local journalism has never been more important and we need your support blah 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 let, let us move forward together today you know all of that is true but this rag is not local journalism it is a nope. rift it is a, it's rock for it? journalism yeah. and and i but they definitely heard us in terms oh, yeah. of the continually increasing prices. Yeah, they heard that. Uh, they heard the, that. They didn't hear the part about the content being. No, they didn't awful. hear that part at Fucking all. Fucking awful. This How is dare just, you have Ann Coulter as a columnist in your paper? Well, yeah. we have to for, for both balance. sides for, for balance. balance. For, for really balance with whom? Yeah, with what? 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 E.J. Dion is your balance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, well, Mark Thiessen is in this paper. Mark right? Thiessen yeah. is your balance. No, with Ann Coulter. No, no, they're on the right. On the left is like you know Leonard Pitts and E.J. Dion. Yeah, you know it's just it was pathetic. And and this is just because the average subscriber to the State Journal Register is three years dead. You know. Well, I was going to say they turn to the obituaries to see which friends are in there. Yeah, they do. And I, that, I understand. That is just that. I'm not being mean about that. No, that's, that's true. That's a fact. But they're trying yeah. to squeeze the last few nickels out of. You by appealing to local journalism and making the journey together. Don't you think reporting is important? Yeah, I've thought all those things. We've my thought whole that life. for twenty years. Yeah. What, what happened and, to you? <laughs> and you are an example of everything that's fucking wrong with journalism. Yeah. So go yeah. away. Although, yeah. do please keep sending us letters every few months because we love it for content purposes. Oh yes, content for our podcast. <laughs> if we can, if we can turn this into a into a subscriber, into a Patreon, <laughs> we'll take it all day long. Hey, Drift Class, each week we post to our Facebook page and website at Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. We've had uh, a run of dogs lately, so we're really? glad to have dogs. We're glad oh, yeah. to have kitties. Um, this week's Internet Kitty is a dog, but this dog is surrounded by Internet Kitties who keep oh. him in line. Oh. Shorty is a Corgi Beagle mix, mm-hmm. somewhere between 15 and 17 years old. Oh. He is a rescue dog who is barely tolerated by his three <laughs> cats known as barn cat one barn cat two and barn cat three shorty's human is gb in minnesota and they write i am a longtime podcast listener and current contributor and look forward to your podcasts every week unfortunately i live in the middle of rural trump world and your podcast is an oasis of sanity every week to soothe the soul 
Shorty and I enjoy our daily walks, and like you, we have cornfields about two blocks from our house. Keep up the good work. Of course, Shorty and Barn Cats 1 through 3 eat freshly poured food, pet food, our fake sponsor. And of course, Shorty and the three Barn Cats eat freshly poured pet food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store dreck, and by the way, Shorty eats pet store perfection because he is pampered. Yeah. Your cats and dogs will sit in the barnyard and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh, oh my, my lord, lord it's, it's freshly, freshly poured. poured. You can visit Shorty and the Barn Cats. That does sound like a band, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Shorty and the Barn Cats are at our Facebook page and website, and you can send your internet kitty, dog, or other pet to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write to us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go, Postal, Unions, letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. Hashtag fire to joy. Going to keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job. Approximately 2% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution. We've gone up, Drift Glass. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. If you are not yet a Patreon or a PayPal or regular check supporter, please join in. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details. We've got PayPal. We've got a regular P.O. Box mailing address where you can send a check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we've got all the Patreon information. Everything's there at proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, get someone else to listen. That would be a fun Christmas gift to give somebody. Mm-hmm. Here's this great podcast you can listen to. Doesn't cost nothing. Don't cost nothing. <laughs> and thank you for doing that. Hey, Drift Class, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties are honestly a lot more excited by the squirrel on the stoop eating sunflower seeds than the premiere of Avatar The Way of Water. Thank you, Drift Class. You're welcome, Blue Gal. I love you. I love you, too. And let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the wine and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow and the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. The Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2022. DGBG Productions Incorporated.